Well, you're listening to a song called Down Up. Um, this is written by Chris Andrew, who's sitting in front of me here, from his album Home. And you are home. I am home. You were gone for three weeks. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, Just left on the 26th, back on the, back last night. Okay. Well, I'm excited to hear about that because this is, I call this our anniversary, sort of our anniversary podcast because we met back in August. Um, and then that was, we sort of initiated. It's not a word, is it? Initiated. I like it though. We initiated the idea. I'm going to use it. Uh, we started the idea of doing this podcast and we stuck with it. We've got 13 yeah. episodes now. Uh, I'm excited for some of the artists coming up in the fall. Wayne Lee, who's a hypnotist here in uh, Canada, uh, has agreed to come on the show because he's got some techniques he does on the corporate level as well, not just hypnotism. Right. Um, that he talks about how to get into a mindset of playing, of, of performance. So as it pertains to musicians, I'm really excited to hear what he's going to talk about. Um, we have lots of mosquitoes. I was out this morning and Chris and I are batting mosquitoes out of, uh, out of the air. So he's going to be here, and also Danielle Abel uh, and her um, piano partner, Aaron Bailey. They're phenomenal dueling piano partners. They bring a whole perspective to music that I have been trying to learn and understand. We talked a little bit about yeah, this. Yeah, for sure. But I had a gig with Aaron Bailey a couple weeks ago. Mine, my mind was blown. Like, he was learning tunes for people that are just requesting stuff out of the audience. I'm playing a tune, Margaritaville or whatever. He's got his headphones on, keeping check on time when I'm going to be done my song, listening to the tune bringing out the lyrics and playing it like pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And so he says it's sort of a party trick he has that he's just over the years. Well, that's a nice solo. Whoa. Who's that guy? Come on. Come on, Chris. Tell it like it is. Mm -hmm. Now, do you write your solo ahead of time? You don't do. That's on. That's. No, but in, you know, like you shed. Um, you spend the time before working over the changes, working out ideas, working, um, developing ideas so that when you get into that moment, you're just reacting. Yeah. You know, so it's like a language, the more I'm taking fresh. It is a hundred percent language. And then you just are able to and then you're conversate. Able to, yeah. And then you're, you're pulling out ideas. Like for example, there might be a phrase that I worked out, uh, that would have been eighth notes. Then I interact with the drummer and it triggers something. So now all of a sudden that line, because I've practiced it and I can play it um, consistently. Now what I can do is I can change it rhythmically to match. I can interact with it. Right. Much like language if we i mean we know all these words phrases blah 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 but we're having a conversation uh, yeah. we don't know how it's gonna transpire it's the same concept you know if we don't know that language we're not going to be able to communicate so if i look at working through the changes and that development as the foundation language that you know i work ideas out see where they're going to go and then when i'm playing with an ensemble or creating that's when I try to get away from that and then I'm interacting. Well, and that takes the mystery out of soloing but puts in the hard work. Like you're not just winging it. Like you've you said that before that you, you know, you worked your ass off in school. Like you worked hard. Yeah, I and still think, do. oh, you like, know, I just got to feel it come out. But you've really, you've really shown us that this is hard. This is hard. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the master, all the masters, they do. Yeah. Like they. So, but in terms of if this is transcribed and you had to write and you had to sight read this thing. No chance for me. I hate to, like, I love transcribing. 
absolutely love it. I love uh, using it as a is a great tool to learn um, concepts and that. But writing out writing the solos out is painful for me because it all depends. They could they could be back phrasing right. so much so now like how you know it doesn't necessarily sound like eighth notes. So sometimes I just put it approximate or most of the time I'll just transcribe something and not write it out. Do you play, just if learn you, it? If you learned a lick when you were in college, if you learned a lick or a phrase, did, do you then play it through all 12? Or sort of in... I think back in in university, I definitely did that. Or for sure, I would, I would play it in the keys, uh, like depending on what song I was working on. Yeah, I would try to work it with work it into these these tunes. Uh, we talked, we sidetracked there, but I like doing that here. Um, we're gonna have a lady on the show later today who's gonna talk about. She's gonna ask some some questions regarding starting music business. And if you've graduated from school, or maybe you're going to school and you also want to be teaching and those kind of things, what are some things you have to put in place? Uh, her name's Heidi, and she's um, she's a graduate as well. I'm not. I think it's McCune. Well, she, I think it's either McCune or or U of A, she'll straighten us out on that. But she plays trombone, she wants to get going. And so I think you're going to find that really invaluable if you're listening and want to you know, learn how to do some of that stuff. Chris and I can sort of share what we did because we both had to teach and do that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Along the way. Um, okay, so you were gone. You were out east, out all over Canada, in the States. Uh, Calgary, rehearsing, and then we went to Montreal, and then St. Savoie, I'm trying to remember, Savoie, St. Savoie. Uh, a small town, beautiful resort town in Quebec. And we did a wonderful dance festival out there. And that's where stuff went wrong. What? <laughs> really? Yeah, day one. Day one. Uh, went out for dinner. Actually, I don't think I went out for dinner. No, I didn't. Stayed back and I was doing some work on my laptop. Um, which was on the table and this room that we had these beautiful rooms there um, and my roommate had the queen size bed and then I I took the this um, a Murphy bed oh no so I finished my work and I think I, there's a gravity thing coming here yeah I misjudged the um, width of the Murphy bed when I was pulling down <sighs> and it nudged the the side of the desk, oh. knocked the laptop over, shattered the screen of my laptop, which all my sounds for the tour are on. Wow. Luckily, that gig they had, they had rented a Nord Stage 3, which I'm very familiar with because I play in Nord Stage 2 EX. So that wasn't the problem. The next uh, the problem was when we went to Ottawa and played the National Arts Center, there was a Yamaha board that I wasn't familiar with. And in um, when we went to Stateside playing Jacob's Pillow, this amazing dance, um, I don't know if it's a festival or it's... It is a festival during the summer, I think, but they run, run classes during the, the whole year. Um, they had, like like a Yamaha, like a $400 Yamaha keyboard that, that I had to play on. 
Et est-ce que so, tu peux, que tu peux acheter une, est-ce que tu peux acheter une haute nature en Ottawa, à Ottawa? So no. See, I was, uh, sorry, you said Quebec. I just so I flip my, into French. I just yeah, don't know why that happens. Well, you're, you're But you couldn't buy a computer in Ottawa. Like, okay, so what happened was I go online and I'm just freaking out. I'm like, what am I going to do? People are going to offer me their laptops, but I also have a ton of work that I have to do while I'm gone for three weeks. Um, so I'm not going to borrow someone's laptop, install all my programs. So go online, go on the Apple store. It's like uh, the tax out there is brutal. Oh, yeah. Man. It's like 13 or something crazy, right? 13%. So wow. I'm I'm like, it's brutal. So do you know yeah. how to say Apple store in French? I'll just teach you. Okay. Le magasin du pomme, the store of Apple. I like it, man. Yeah. If you're actually a French speaker, you'd know that's probably wrong. But that's God. basically the store of Apple. Okay. I God, you're wise. You rift you into wise. that thing. Okay, so you bought it. So, no, no, no. What? So then I, what like, gonna... uh, the bass player, Ruben, he's like, well, why don't you check Kijiji? I'm like, okay, well, I don't know Smart. if I really want to buy used. I go on there and I check. Um, this guy posts this... Uh, it's a year old. It's a 16-inch yeah. M1 processor with 32 gigs RAM. I think it's like 24 core. Like it's a $4,500 yeah. plus tax computer. And I think it's kind of a joke because I've been like, you never know. There's some there's some scams out there. So he's like offering it for 30, three grand. Um, he's barely used it. Apparently, uh, he's a lawyer, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't really buy this. Anyways, I get into Ottawa. I'm like, I, I made an appointment with the Apple store because I'm wondering what they can do. And I kind of knew the screen was going to be about a thousand bucks. And I'm like, and plus they have to send it away. So there's no way. So it turns out this guy is literally 200 meters from wow. my hotel. Come on. He's like, yeah, I can meet you at the Apple store. He meets me at the Apple store. This is in Ottawa. This is in Ottawa. Yeah. He's not like a trucker left over no, from no, no. waiting there. Lawyer oh, okay. yeah. um, comes down with his partner. Um, they meet me at this mall, which is 300 meters from my hotel, where I can walk to. He shows up. Um, Apple's like, yeah, the screen is a thousand bucks, and we're going to have to send it away. And... This guy shows up at the mall with the computer and the the Mac representatives like, well, let's do a diagnostic on Smart it. Smart that you did that, that you went, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, this is brand new. The the battery, no, no, sorry, not the battery, the power brick is still wrapped in its, you know, when you get it brand new, it's all wrapped. Yeah. It's like brand new, three grand. So I, it was kind of weird. I mean, I don't, I didn't feel like dropping three grand, but I got a wicked computer, brand new, basically bought it in the Mac store used from a guy oh my God. And, and that, <laughs> in Mac front store. of the, in front of the Mac guy. And he's like, dude, this is an insane deal. Like, yeah, you have to do it. Like it was, he was great. So good. So still a gong show though. It's got a new op, new operating system. Install all my programs download like spent a lot of time the day before the show in ottawa or sorry the night before i'm like oh you know what i had it all working 
um, with the built-in audio. Then I'm, late at night, I was like, oh, you know what? I should hook up my audio interface uh-huh. and just make sure it doesn't work at all. Crashes, crashes, crashes. What's your interface? I was using a Mackie. It's actually a cool, it's like a, D, it's a DI box as well. Um, so you can go stereo and then it's got a ground switch. Yeah. I think DJs use it actually a okay. lot, but it's, it's been great. I've had it for five years and it's, yeah, it's about this, maybe a little bigger than this DI here. Crashes. So oh, the concert yeah. at the National Arts Center is, we have to be there at 10 a.m. to, sorry, 11 a.m. to set up. This is the National Arts Center. Losing my mind. Again, it all links out. Go online. I'm like, okay, oh my God. Music stores. So there's Steve's music in Ottawa is 500 meters. Like it's a 20 minute walk from the hotel. Go down there, buy an audio interface. um, Go to the National Arts. It's still crashing. Come on. Somehow I get it to work. Um, it's still not. It's still not uh, working the way it should, and it's um, because it's probably an operating system that's well. It's last year's operating system, Ventura, but some of the plugins don't necessarily work. They haven't been updated or whatever. Anyway, so then it's crashing. I'm like, with Apple's main stage program, which should be. Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't do that. Solid, and it's yeah. not like, yeah, it'll crash, but it's almost like a, like a MIDI freeze. You know what I mean? Where it'll, it'll get stuck and then all of a sudden you can't play anything and then all of a sudden it'll release the notes. Yeah. So in a performance. I'm searching for the panic button. Yeah. You don't want to definitely have that happen. So then I download Ableton and I'm like, I'm going to reprogram everything into Ableton just in case. And... Order another, order a uh, interface off Amazon. That comes the next day. Install it. Works a little better, but it's still, still a gong show. But I got through it. Luckily, it wasn't a really intense. But you're gone three weeks. You didn't limp through that this scenario three weeks. Well, luckily, I mean everything kind of linked up yeah. like when we got to Ottawa we had we got there at noon on on like a Monday so we had all that day that's when I bought the computer and then Tuesday the whole day off and then Wednesday so it it couldn't have been planned out better and then even after that we had um, we had three days off in Ottawa after or two days at the National Arts Center. So then I could troubleshoot. You know, I uninstalled, I uh, had a couple of U, UAD plugins, like a, a Rhodes and a, an organ that I think was causing some stuff. So I uninstalled that, like, was basically troubles, troubleshooting to get through it. At the end of it, like, it worked out. It was, um, there were a couple little glitches, but it's it's probably something super minor that I just haven't figured out. Yeah. But had to adapt. Like I could have easily just I mean, if I didn't 
go the computer route, I guess I could have. And the reason I went that way is I didn't want to travel with a keyboard. But in retrospect, I think I'd buy a hard case and I would just, because the company was paying for shipping or would have paid for shipping, just put it in a hard case and then I wouldn't have had to worry about that. Well, I was thinking about software and I'm glad you brought this up because I had some, I had a rehearsal with a band I'm playing in right now and I use main stage for everything and I was in a hurry. My computer wasn't charged. So I just grabbed this computer, this keyboard right here. It's a go keys Roland. And I sat down and I played it. I'm like, you know, I actually like the feel of this, even though it's a pretty plasticky, I like the feel of it. And I like the fact that it's not going to hang up on me. Um, so there's, cause I don't dive as far into it as you do, but man, if you've gone that far into it and your stuff goes down, yeah, I can't imagine. Uh, I want to talk to you about a keyboard that might, I don't know if it's going to solve some of those problems, but I, I don't know, almost like going back to the, the concept of a board and it getting a lot of the keyboards don't have the performance patches and things set up really easily. That's what I like about main stage. You just click, it's there. Everything is there. I don't want to dial, I don't want to you know, dial in and dive so deep that I've got to just change a couple settings, you know, four or five clicks in. I want to have it in front of me, but I think there's, I wonder if some keyboards are coming out now. They're trying to meet that, trying to match that. So we, yeah, I mean, the, the Nord is, it, when I had the, the beauty of that, I, even though I didn't have, I don't have the three, the Nord Stage 3, I have the Stage 2 EX. So I could sit there and basically program the sounds within 10 minutes because I know the interface and the way it's laid out, it's, there's, there's not a lot of menu diving. Um, so it's, it's great that way, but they're expensive. Some of the other ones, it's just, you know, learning the operating system and knowing where, mm -hmm. where, um, where everything is to create the splits and how it's all laid out. Yeah. Um, and so, it's definitely, you know, it's, it shouldn't be like that. Like before that it was running fine. I had no issues. I've, I've used it on gigs where I've done a lot of programming and everything's been fine. Yeah. It's just, there's something. Well, I've watched you on shows. I watched you on Ariane Whitlow's show. And yeah. I think, that was yeah, all main stage. I did the fine. Linda Ronstadt, which was a lot of programming show. Um, a lot of programming. That's a tribute show or that is her show? Tribute show. She's still alive? Did she I just is, get that but wrong? she's really, what does she have? Yeah, I heard she had something. And, and the, the Eagles were her backup band before I think she got started. I think that. Yeah, they were connected somehow. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you got through it. <laughs> that's, that's a wild story. And the intensity, because you're playing high-level shows, right? The National Arts Center yeah, is not just like... It's not... It's not Billy's Pub in wherever. No, and you want to be... You're and, going out with a company where you want to represent... And the Jacob's Pillar was a big deal, too, because this is a festival that's been around for 90 years as a dance wow. festival. It's world-renowned in the in the dance community and and what what state is that in it's in massachusetts yeah massachusetts so it's um we stayed in lee and then i think it's in the county of beckett and um beautiful area yeah. it, was, it was an old farm so you got to Actually, see some pretty cool landscape pretty cool well yeah and yeah. this i mean this was a Geography big there. historic place too because it actually it started as a farm, but it was part of the Underground Railroad. So the, the original owners of it were actually bringing, it was a stop yeah. to bring the slaves to Canada. Okay. 
So yeah, oh, yeah. like whole underground. And yeah. so you want to you're going to this place with a company from Calgary that's hired you. Like you want to put your best foot forward. So I'm not so, gonna So the learning I'm getting out of this and the learning that, you know, some of the students who might be listening to this podcast is if you're playing in Quebec and there's a Murphy bed in your room, always have a tape measure. Like that's the that's yeah. the that's yeah. the learning I'm here. Yeah. Oh, what a bonehead move. It sucks, eh? And it was, yeah, it was just, just, I just felt so, like I was just in the room and just feeling sick. And you don't look at you don't even pick it up at first. You just look at it. You can't Well, I picked it up and it, it, actually the funny thing is it, it didn't look that, like, uh, the case, not the case, the, uh, yeah, the housing of the aluminum chassis was, uh, there was a bend on it. And when you look at the screen, it wasn't like completely shattered, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't turn on. The saving grace of it though, was it was just the screen. So then the other thing that I did was when I was in Ottawa, I went to Staples, I bought a cheap mouse and keyboard. I went to the dollar store. I bought an HDMI cable and went to the hotel, yeah. hooked it together, clamshell mode on the, um, on the Mac and then I could access all my files and then just started dragging my st the stuff that I needed, uh, like the, the main stage program that I had designed for the show. I grabbed that off. I grabbed some of the other stuff off that I needed and then put it on the new one. Wild. So but you're back in one piece. Back in and one piece. You got, yeah. rave, you got rave reviews. Yeah. They, um, Jacob's pillow, all accounts are saying they've never seen anything like that. With this this dance company from Calgary, they're pretty amazing. They're yeah. doing stuff that. So, where can someone see um, a clip on YouTube? Is there a website? What could they go check out some of your performance? If they go to decidedlyjazz.com, um, they'll see what what that company is up to. I don't know if they have live videos of it. Um, they did video the show, and I'm not sure if they're going to be putting that up. Okay. Um, as part of like an online segment with Jacob's pillow, but um, they do a couple of big shows each year uh, in Calgary. So if you're in that area, or even if you're not in that area, doing a it's worth like checking a, it out. A, yeah, they're great, and they they use live musicians. We had our folk fest here while you were away. You always leave and the folk fest shows up, so that's kind of weird. Like I don't know what that's about. But the folk fest, if you're not from Edmonton, is a massive. It's huge, and I guess it's. I was talking to one of the sound guys. Went and had had uh, dinner. Shane Painter went and had um, dinner with him after one of his shows on Saturday, and he said it's just it's just packed. But the organization is so well done. Oh yeah, it's just slick. So it's become you know I think one of Canada's premier premier um, festivals, music festivals. And, uh, but he said there were some really cool musicians that they, they bring all kinds of instruments. And one guy, I guess, had this, um, this drum, this kind of this round drum, but he sort of cut it in half. And so he's playing it with shakers in his hand. So he's getting this thump from his wrist, but then he'd hit it with a shaker. So you get a crack like for the snare. And he said it just sounded incredible. Wow. So yeah, you see all these really cool things. If you ever are in Edmonton during the first week of August, uh, I think it's generally, that's when the folk fest is going on here. So um, my summer was, I did a lot of a play this market. You came down and saw me at the market yeah, yeah. one day. And that's kind of cool. I kind of use that as a, as a neat way to connect with, with people that aren't really listening because they don't really listen. But I'm um, working, using my in-ears a lot there and just trying to get used to that, which I like. If you don't use in-ears and you're playing in a 
loud band, it's going to save your hearing. So there's some cheap alternatives. Um, you don't have to get, you know, $1,500 stuff. There's stuff you can get for under 500 bucks. You can get yourself a nice little in-ear package that works pretty good. So that was fun. Learning lots of tunes. I played with Aaron Bailey, who's this great dueling piano guy. His partner, Danielle, wasn't able to play uh, the show. So I went and played with him. And it's unbelievable the level of musicianship that he has to be able to learn songs on the fly, listening and stuff like that. So got my butt kicked a little bit. Um, and then Devin Hart gave me um, a suggestion for, for, back in the day I always used Hannon as exercise, but he gave me the Schmidt book, which I really like the, the exercise. And I found that in a couple of, couple of days of playing those exercises, because they're more angular exercises than they are um, linear, which I just found was, wow, my mind's not thinking that way. And I saw a noticeable change in my playing and the confidence, um, just even striking the keys and just feeling confident in that, the depth at which I was kind of hitting the key bed. It was way better. So I, if anyone's looking at something that you want to do, uh, and the question is, how do, you, how do you improve if you don't have a lot of time on your hands? And my wife sent me this link. This guy said that the reality is if you spend 18 minutes a day on something every day, you're going to be in the top 5% of people in the world who do that. Just 18 minutes a day. And most of us don't even sometimes get around to doing that. So if you narrow it down. So I think there's hope for us and even students who are, are busy. You know, instead of maybe four or five hours working on something, you know, shed something 18 minutes a day, work on something and then switch to another 18 minutes. I don't know why that's the number, but that's the stuff I was learning uh, this summer. We camped a lot. We got that rooftop tent. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's great. So that was pretty fun. Yeah, I like that. And then the uh, gig season's starting to come. September for me is, you know, music and speaking stuff and emceeing and all of that. Uh, but I saw a cool keyboard I want to talk to you about if I don't forget. But I was thinking, Chris, we could do um, just some fun music facts and just kind of riff on some of those facts. And so I just went online, typed in interesting music facts. And so I thought we well, maybe we just look at a couple of these here. Uh, number three in this Google uh, search said musicians have short lifespans. Uh, the study was uh, conducted by the University of Sydney, a professor who examined the deaths of artists between 1950 and June 2014. Uh, according to the results of the study, musicians' lifespans are 25 years shorter. That seems ridiculous to me. I'd be curious on what he's, I mean, is, where is he getting the, the research from? Is he getting it from, okay, I'm going online and checking every famous person from bands like right. all that stuff is he are we talking about overdoses are we talking about like it just i know yeah they, you know I, I know a lot of musicians older musicians in the scene and they're you know they're living i don't see that no maybe in the you know you know if you look at the generation that were uh kind of born in the 30s coming up where you know jazz musicians were into yeah. serious drugs and stuff like that i can see a little bit more alcoholism but we gotta look at the demographic that he's pulling from and is he pulling in because like i can see it in in the sense that if musician or artists are dealing with depression that's going to shorten your life because yeah you know depression is can do that. And the two do go hand in hand. There's yep. definitely um, a mental health. But 25 connection. years seems... I know. My dad died when he was 80, and I'm 54, which means I'm probably this week. As I'm, this might be the last podcast. You know like, what? Like don't, do. don't even 70, about 75 that, years. That's, that's dark. Yeah, don't go dark. there, man. You're not a dark guy. Uh, singing in a group improves mood. That's not dark. That's happy. I see that at my hospital all the time. We're, we're just allowed to uh, start singing in a group again. And man, the patients just love it. They come alive something about it so do you see that 
Yeah, hundred percent. What it's is frequency? That? It's movement. Yeah. It's like energy. So, yeah, I agree with that stat. Music and mental health. There's probably lots of benefits to finding a choir, finding a community choir, something to be involved in. But there's this thing with musicians where we have this. A lot of us have this angst around singing, and we should probably get a vocal coach to come in and just talk about what's the psychology behind that. I was with uh, one of my friends uh, singing at our church on Sunday and she's got a great voice, but she's a little bit hesitant to sing. And so I always have to sort of, you know, come on, try it. Let's do it. Well, it always turns out great, but there's this kind of this shame or this fear around being heard. Is it because it's so it's, close to us? Yeah. It's your voice. Yeah. It's, it's the closest instrument, you yeah. know, like, me playing the piano, I'm connecting through another instrument. Yeah. Me, like, I I always had that fear. I should have started singing when I was, you know, growing up in church, and I hated it. Yeah. I, it scared me. I don't know what it was at a very, very, but, but very you early. But you could do it. You could sing I could. in key and all of that. And I could, you know what, even now I think... And probably more, you know, maybe within the next couple of years, I'll take voice lessons. Yeah. Not to be a singer, but I think that it's crucial to open up the connection between music. It's the closest thing we have from, you know, hearing stuff in our head and then pushing it out through our it's, voice. It is us. It is a huge yeah. connection. It is us. That you can use um, to translate onto whatever instrument you're playing. So... One of the things I do with, with patients in a hospital setting, if they wanted to sing, is I, because a lot of them will say, oh, I can't sing. I said, I said, well, are you sure? Like, do you have amusia? Do you, are you one of the 4% in the world that actually are tone deaf? Like, you can't. Well, no, but I just can't sing. And I said, how do you know? Well, I went to karaoke, and I tried to sing a Beatles song. Or I tried to sing a Michael Jackson. I tried to sing a Bruno Mars song. I couldn't do it. Everyone laughed at me. I said, well, first of all, there's 12 keys. So Bruno's singing way up there. I said, bring that down a fourth and see how you do. And so then we'll take that song and I'll get them to sing it. They can't believe it. I said, don't ever go to karaoke and let that judge you as you're, as you're singing it. I said, most, most karaoke um, places are not going to drop the key to where it's, where it's appropriate. I'm a baritone and I can sing in a baritone range. Like if, so for me, Neil, Neil Diamond works. Um, James Taylor works. That kind of range works for me. But get me up higher if I have to sing an Ed Sheeran tune. So as soon as we bring it down, so if you are, if you have that in your head, think I can't sing, I have that fear around it. Try that one thing. Try to get someone uh, to work with you just to bring that down and never let a vocal teacher or anybody say, no, you got to sing it in the original key. That's like trying to pole vault 17 meters when you, you know, you can't even, so I would suggest starting there because psych psychologically it wrecks you inside. I think I can't sing. Well, maybe not in that key, but find well, your. I think where mine came from is, is I was actually going to sing on a gig and I think you came out of the crowd and throat punched me and it just crushed, crushed my vocal cords and yeah. my confidence. It does, man. I had a guy in grade 12 when I was in grade 12, he told me never to sing and that destroyed me. You know, I wrote the grad song that year and it wasn't a great grad song, but I couldn't even sing a note. I had to play the notes on the piano and point to the note, to the words on the page. And the singer's like, just sing the thing, man, just sing it. Couldn't do it. I was that choked up about it. And now it's part of my business. Well, I'd have to sing like Ed Sheeran. But I can find my voice. So, so we need to find this guy now. We need to find that. I've been looking for him. Yeah, I you got, know his I name. Got, We're not going to hey, say it I on got air. Guys, I got guys looking for him. We'll do it. We'll do it. So watch what people say to you. You know, take it with a grain of salt, and then do the research around that. You know, maybe you need. Maybe you know, finding pitch is a little more difficult for some than others. 
there's a scale, there's a spectrum in that for sure, but you can work with that. You can get a good teacher to help you work with that. So singing in a group improves mood. Let's do one more. This one's sort of funny. We don't have to spend too long on it, but it says that uh, number nine says Finland has the most metal bands per capita. I don't, I don't disagree. Not at all. Wouldn't doubt it. You know, I remember being in Prague. My daughter's in Prague right now. Weird that you say in that. In one of those uh, beautiful town squares, and there was like this trio playing. Like, I think there was, was a singer, and this guy was playing like authentic, an authentic instrument that I didn't know what it was. There was a drummer and a guitar player, and they were in the middle of this, you know, 600-year-old town square and it was like heavy heavy metal really? yeah that's there's wild. some great yeah oh man and then yes. sweden too is probably pretty big they've got that mashuga out of sweden okay it's just, yeah. yeah it's it's heavy i think we quickly judge it and go oh it's heavy metal they're not ta- oh man some of the talent no comes these guys like unbelievable. like i can't listen to mashuga i um, like the way you say it though it sounds be- so cool because it's, um, they're all jazz musicians. Um, but this is, this is where they make their money. But it's, it's odd meter, it's precise, but it's just like this, like yelling and like incoherent. It's really dark, but if you actually listen to like how they're playing their instruments and it's not 4-4, it's like, yeah. It's very complex. It's just not, it's not my the dream. Thing. Dream theater is, I guess, harder rock. They don't have heavy metal, but they're pretty amazing with what. Yeah, I don't know they, where I'd put them. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, uh, what's the, what's the keyboard player? Rhodes. R- Jeremy R- Ruddis or Ruddis or. Yeah, he's killer. Unbelievable. His, yeah. his Instagram posts are deadly. Hey, I got to show you an app. I'm gonna let's do that at the end. He did he created that app called You've Shred. showed me that before. That thing is amazing. I use that with patients because it's a grid and they're like, I can't play an instrument. It's great. This is a brand new instrument. No one's ever played it before. Let's do it together. And all of a sudden they're playing stuff and they can just at least articulate. Yeah, it was it's pretty cool. And then you were gonna tell me about a keyboard. Yeah, I want to tell you about a, a Yamaha um Yamaha C61, CK61, I yes. think. It, it doesn't the, the feel isn't great, but what's great about it is because What's that? They make an 88 note version too. You've seen that one? Yeah. They're, okay. They're great. Um, I they're love kind that of thing. based off of. Um, uh, there's a, a version above that that's more expensive, but I think it's the same. It's got drawbars. It's yeah. kind of set up at like for a keyboard rig where you've got pianos, organs, synth, great reviews. Um, I was and their price point on them. Price point was thirteen hundred bucks for the sixty one hundred. I think the eighty one is under two grand. Well, I'm I'm looking at that because for me, I want to go. Oh, I like those two sounds. There, click, click, click. Set up, set my split point, and save, and the the it just it's so intuitive for me anyway. So that's a pretty cool. No, there's some great. I've seen. So a couple, you've seen it. I've seen. I haven't played it, but I've seen a, a number of of great reviews on it. We should go to Long McQuaid sometime and just maybe do some reviews of keyboards there. Talk to Greg. Greg Ferguson is the hey, that would manager be on our side. Yeah, he could set up us in, up in a room, and we just do some reviews of of gear. That would be kind of cool. Walk I'd be through into there. that. I'd be into that. Greg's a very funny guy. So he is a funny guy. Very funny guy, and a great drummer, and a great manager. He's a great guy. But yeah, that that board. I'm curious because right now I'm running a uh, 
I would be curious on the the controllability with main stage and the ability, the simplicity of setting up the faders to control like a sampled organ. Yeah. Um, because right now I use an Arturio key lab that's got the faders, it's got all that stuff, that, and it's so simple to set up all the the faders, like the draw the faders to act as drawbars and all yeah. that. Like it's it's great. So if so that keyboard was very simple to do that stuff now you get best of both worlds you've got a nice action it's light you've got um but it's really one. solid online or sorry onboard sounds as yeah. well so for example if something goes down with your rig now it's pedal switch now you're taking the output on the actual board yeah so but i don't know if anyone in town has the 88 no one I think people it, have the it, it splits so easily, and I wasn't even looking at the manual. I was just looking at looking at the board itself, going, "Oh, I push that. Oh, that seems to split." And then, so then you can layer the right. You can get the, the right hand. It can it can be set up to just push the other button, and all of a sudden now you're layering the right. So you might have organ with something else. You might have some brass layered, like whatever, and, and it drifts in and out. And that one is super light. It's super light. I don't like the action. I, I wish the action was a bit more. I don't like the well. You can't, you can't complain. That's the thing about it's synth action. It's synth action. People are like, well, it's not a real piano. Well, no, I know it's not a real piano. So piano players are faced with that. We've got to go. Yeah, I'd love to play that grand piano all day, but I can't do that at a gig. I've got to find the halfway point and then understand the mindset when I'm going to play this little Roland. It's going to feel like that. It's going to feel spongy and bouncy. Whatever it is, what it is. But we have to. You always have to adapt to all that kind of stuff. Uh, speaking of adapting, back to school is coming up. You're going to be getting ready, and students are going to be coming to school. Um, I want to talk to, I'm going to get someone on the phone today. Her name is Heidi. She's from uh, Edmonton here. Trombone player. She's a musician. Uh, not that trombone players aren't uh, cheap. Trombone. Oh, I know. Killer. Don't start with the trombone jokes. I took a swing at that. You know, I took a swing at the truckers. I meant like the trucker thing I said about Ottawa. I meant like the trucker, like the convoy. If there's some, maybe they're still left over and they're there and they could sell you out of the truck. I wasn't referring to truckers in general. I was just saying, making a joke about the pandemic and pandemic jokes apparently are not funny anymore because you just like drifted by it then i brought it up again made it more awkward so heidi um we had a little chat a couple days ago because heidi is uh she's graduated now she's saying what do i do how do i get out there so if you've just graduated or thinking what are you going to do with your music degree uh we're going to let chris and myself answer a bunch of questions from heidi i'm going to ring her right now on the phone and uh see if i can bring it right in i think this will work oh both ears both ears it was it was yeah. um, one side before Hey, Heidi, how are you? It's Matt. Well, how are you, Matt? Good. It's sounding good here. Um, I'm excited that you're uh, able to, to do this with us. I'm with Chris Andrew, and Chris is the head of the key door, keyboard department at uh, McEwen University here. Um, did you go to McEwen or U of A? Where did you go to school? I studied at the University of Victoria in Victoria, BC. Oh, University of Victoria. Okay. So we're both from the island. I was yeah, born in Victoria. Both... and uh, I grew Chris, up in Campbell River. Campbell River. That's assuming you grew up. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, that's right. I didn't. Gr I've never grown up. Never really grown up. No. I spent some time in early years trying to grow up in Campbell River. Yeah, you you did okay. You turned out all right. So Chris is going back to school with all the students that are uh, starting out, but you are on the other end of that, Heidi, because you have you've come out of that, and now you are looking at um, using your music degree in um, in your in your career now, starting some businesses, looking at teaching and things like that. So I just thought what we could do is maybe go through some of the questions that you asked me yesterday and we could kind of riff on that together with Chris and get his uh, input. And I think this would be so invaluable for 
Does invaluable mean valuable? I think it means the same. Invaluable? Right? I don't know. It's one of those weird words. Sorry, Heidi, we distract ourselves a lot. So that's just the way it is. Hey, forgive me. Thank you. So why don't we start with kind of where you're at, what, what you're thinking of getting into. Tell us, first of all, what your degree is in and what you're kind of hoping to do with it initially coming out of the gate. Thank you. Yeah. So I studied, uh, I have a Bachelor of Music in Orchestral Trombone Performance. And so other than orchestral performance or teaching, there isn't a lot of application in typical jobs. But I also studied piano with the RCM through high school, and I got better at piano through my degree because I understood music better. I've also done some singing and learned vocal technique because of trombone. And so I feel like I have a lot of different musical skills. And I'd love to use that to teach and equip other people on their musical journey to be able to use music the way that is on their heart and the way that resonates with them. But I've been struggling or having challenges figuring out which avenue of music to pursue and how to actually use that to teach people. Okay, so which avenue of music to pursue and how to use that to, to reach people? What would you mm-hmm. throw out there? Um, yeah, there's a lot like you, I mean... I hear this struggle a lot and even the evolution of my career, like asking myself those same questions. Um, but I think you've said a lot like in that, that statement of what you can do as well. Um, and I tell all my students to be as diverse as possible. Like obviously you're going to have your passion, passion, which is I'm assuming is orchestral playing. Um, so now you have to diversify to support that because maybe you right away, you don't get the opportunity to, to play an orchestra or, um, smaller ensembles, but looking for, okay, I play piano. So maybe I'm going to approach, uh, a a teaching studio where I can Mm -hmm. teach trombone because you've sang as well. You can teach voice. You can teach um, like a piano triple, as well, like a triple, like a threat. triple threat that yeah. way, where now that's some income. And that might not be, that might be just be a short term um, stop right, in your, in your career to keep you going. Um, because you read music and you're studied and maybe now you get into writing charts or, you know, um, doing arrangements. Um, there's always those... Um, those avenues that you can go down to. So like, and I don't know, you know, the University of Victoria's program, but um, basically trying to, to look at aspects of the business that maybe wasn't really brought up within your degree to try to utilize. Mm. But starting, I mean, yeah, like Matt said, triple threat, you can teach piano, you can teach voice, you could teach um, trombone, looking for, uh, and I'm assuming you're originally from Edmonton? Edmonton area. I grew up more in Wetaskiwin, but I've been around Edmonton for the last three oh, years. Oh, Wetaskiwin. Wetaskiwin, that's where my, my mom grew up. Really? Yeah. That's, there's a wow. I've, got, that I've cool? got lots of relatives out in Wetaskiwin. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Um, so, you know, the other thing is making those connections. So finding out who the trombone players are in the city of Edmonton, 
who are the classical trombone players, um, reaching out to them, finding out like brass quintets, quartets, um, small ensembles, um, reaching out for subbing, mm. you know, making yourself known in the community. So now all of a sudden you start getting called, you know, approaching the symphony and just saying, Hey, if you need sub work, this is, this is, uh, or finding out who the, um, the trombone players are in the symphony and just saying, Hey, this is, you know, grabbing a lesson from them. Right. Not necessarily, I mean, they're going to be monster players and you'll learn from that, but it's also a way to make a connection where now they hear you. Now they know how serious you are. And now if they're looking for a sub and they, you know, there's a good vibe, they're going to go, they're going to recommend you. And they'd also be able to let you know there's a great community orchestra yeah. in Spruce Grove yeah. and they're starting up. So I love that, Heidi. I mean, does that sound like that's something helpful, being able to connect into those different communities and uh, being able to offer that diversity? Yeah, definitely. I so appreciate that, like, understanding of how to approach different people to even figure out, like, what do I want to do? What direction do I want to go? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, another thing I was wondering, within that, because there are so many possibilities, what would be the best way to get started without when getting overwhelmed and having like mm. three different studios and trying to set up three different methodologies of teaching and like that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you, if you find one studio, you know, and maybe, yeah, maybe you're not going, I'm going to be a triple threat and I got to design three courses um, or course outlines for kids between the age of, you know, five and 15. Now you're just going, okay, you know what, I'm going to teach trombone or because piano, there might be more opportunity um, to teach lessons. Maybe that's something that you, you slide into first um, because there's going to be more opportunity, more so ease into it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, uh, I like the fact that you did bring up feeling overwhelmed because a lot of people will feel that but won't acknowledge that fact um and that's the other i mean the the good thing that you have going for you is you do have that diversity and the more you can think about it in in that context um the more you shouldn't feel as stressed out as someone that has just got that one skill mm-hmm. um and it's not like if you go back 30 40 50 60 70 years where, you know, you're a trombone player and you're a classical player and that's all you're going to do um, because there's a ton of work. Or you're a jazz trombone player and now you're playing in big bands, but there's a ton of work. It's not like that anymore. So the more, you know, just starting simple, like, okay, you know what, teaching studio and then maybe I'm going to um, branch out and just see if I can get private lessons on the trombone outside of a studio, you know, and then, you know, making those connections with the, within the community on your instrument. um, Those would be probably good starts, you know, and, and a lot of those people that you will end up talking about, they're going to be able to give you, like if you vibe with them, they're going to give you advice tailored to, you know, your instrument, on yeah. on where to get those connections like uh, a lot of the stuff will cross pollinate between voice and trombone and piano 
But if you're specifically looking towards, hey, what what are my options in the trombone world in Edmonton? You know, going directly into that scene, finding out who the players, the trombone players are in the scene that are uh, that are getting hired to do a lot of the work and reaching out to them, making sure that you're getting heard. I watched a great band called the Retrofits the other day, Heidi, and they're um, they're sort of a top dance band here in in town, led by Mark Bodin. And one of the couple of the players, couple of the brass players, vocalists as well. So they'll play the brass part and they'll sing some harmony. So you've got that too in a in a presentation on a stage uh, setting. You've got the ability to bring your trombone and you got your ability to bring your vocals in that. And also when sometimes when you when you're in a home, if you are teaching in someone's home, someone's uh, had you in to, to teach their you know grade six kid, for example. They might have a couple of other people in the house that might want to take the other instrument, like like Chris is saying. But you can diversify right in that family unit, and maybe the mom's like, "Hey, you know what? I'm thinking of you know my kids are now in school. Maybe I'm thinking about taking some time, or maybe the dad's like, I'm going to take some time now to do something for me, and they might want to take some vocal lessons from you. So you might get two or three um, sources of income out of out of one household by by looking at that uh, ability. Plus, you are kind of young and into the you know, Heidi knows the Instagram kind of thing. She knows that social media thing. She so have to get into that. But that's a whole advantage that, you know, Chris and I do that, but not to the level that that's a language that people that are in their 20s just speak at a different speed and frequency than, than we do. So, you know, jump into that. I was saying to Heidi in terms of Instagram, doing three, doing three or four things. So doing some general posts, but then doing some inf- informative posts where she can just say, hey, did you know that the trombone is vented or the piano does this? Or when you sing, you do this, you can have some facts like that that are interesting. And then some, you know, some teaching things that people can just look and I've got a bunch of jazz Instagram posts, people that I like, I look at a riff, they show these little chord of the night. Before you go to bed, you play out this really nice chord and it sits in your head. So there's a lot that you could bring on that Instagram, social media side of things that brings value. And also lets people know that you're out there um, doing what you're what you're wanting to do. And also use use the connection of your hometown too. Mm, like smart, you know, going in. Uh, Wetaskiwin's not that far away, really. You know, if Go you look, school, if you're yeah. living in Toronto, there's you know an hour and a half commutes. If you live in New York, there's two two and a half hour commutes. You know, driving out to Wetaskiwin once a week and. Um, you know, go into your high school band teacher and say, hey, you need someone to teach trombone students. I'm, I'm going to be here once a week, you know, go into Camrose, which is, you know, not that far. Um, Augustana, I think, I think it's still called I think Augustana. So. I think they're, uni- I think they're the U of A now, but they're still the Augustana, Augustana campus. Yeah, and they have a, I think they still have a classical program there, finding out who teaches there. Go and talk to the you know, the high school um, programs there and just say, hey, look, I'm going to be in the area and I'm going to make a day of it. Now, all of a sudden, you've got, you know, maybe seven students once a week in that area. And that's, you know, maybe you're not going to do that necessarily for a number of years. But as you know, from growing up in a small town like that, having influence at that young age is going to be is crucial. You know, and so now all of a sudden you're, yeah, you're getting paid, but you're also inspiring um, musicians, youth from your program, from your high school, from your hometown that um, is invaluable. What what school did you go to in Wetaskiwin? I went to Clear Vista. I only was there until the end of grade five. So I just went to the like elementary middle school. 
but my sisters went to the Wetaskiwin Composite High School. Okay, nice. Yeah, so there's certainly some connections yeah. out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. They, people love supporting community people. You know, you've gone yeah. and done your due, paid your dues, and getting your studying. And so, say you set up, a, say your Thursday was or Wednesday. Call it Wetaskiwin Wednesday. You go to Wetaskiwin on Wednesday. You might teach in the school, and maybe you set something up. Um, in the school or the community hall where you teach uh, four hours of lessons and uh, people come in and get, you know, they can come in and bring their kids in. There's a piano there, that kind of thing. So yeah, thinking outside the box. And there's a, I think there's a good community band set up there. Like I know he used to teach band out there more in Gwen, um, Schwanick. Oh, I can't remember his, uh, anyways, his son is a, is a really great jazz drummer. But there's another connection where you, you know, community bands, maybe you do a reach out to the director of the community band and say, any of the trombone players that want uh, lessons, just let me know and then can hook it up. Or now you're going into the community band and you're doing a workshop. Yeah, or showing up for rehearsal there on Wednesdays after at seven o'clock. There's lots you can do. So Heidi, your your, uh, task then I'm going to give you your homework for this is to reach out to three different community uh, resources or bands um, groups this this week and just see if you can make some connections, whether it's teaching or uh, doing some tutoring or just being involved in the band. Do they need a, a fill-in? Maybe they've got a chair that's open right now and they'd like you to come in and, and uh, do something. You'll, you'll see some great um, advantages in making those connections for sure. It's so much about connections, right? Who are you going to hire? 100%. You know, who are you going to hire? You hire the people you know, and especially if and they don't. They don't tell you that in school, too. That's the number one thing. Where, I mean, if I look at the tour I just did, we were in awe of. There's 20 people on tour, and it was such a like a family vibe. Yeah. Through the three weeks, and they don't tell you that in school. Like there could be these monster players, but they're hard to work with. They're going to want the people that there's a connection with that that put in the work. Um, that are personable, that are respectful, you know, if, if you've got all that, you know, that's, that's a huge start and to, to use that because it is, it's, you know, we all can, we can all give a list of a number of musicians that are, you know, amazing players that just don't get hired because they're super difficult to work with. So utilizing that. Yeah. The other thing too, Heidi, is what what are your um, what are your outreach points in terms of online? I'm thinking, you know, Kijiji or Marketplace. I think we talked about that yesterday. Getting a nice looking ad out there. Resist the urge to post something too quickly until you have a little bit of a design, maybe a little bit of a business card or a logo or something, something well written out, so that you can have um, you know something just looks a little. It's it's going to stand out. A lot of musicians, the risk we run, and that's why we get overwhelmed, is we get an idea and we shoot off with it right away before we're, the idea is still warm. We're, and we're, we've got to let that cool down and see, you know, what, what does it look like? What do I need to put around this thing before I do that? So that's, that would be a great, um, a great resource. And you can always put up posters with the tear-offs. In, I think people still do that in some, yeah, they some still schools. Do you know, they want someone's taken, um, even if they're a medical student at the U of A, they might want a bit of a break mentally just to go, I, well, I take lessons on Thursdays. It just clears my head from all of the other doctor stuff that you know she's doing and um, that sort of thing. So, how's this been so far? This has been amazing. I just am so grateful for all of the different suggestions, and so many things came up that were completely different from what I even had questions about or were expecting. 
So that's been super helpful to get a whole bunch of different ideas to know what to look for, who to talk to, and just other ways to get involved in the community and then figure out next steps from there. That's been so helpful. Thank you. Well, and I think you're a good example of people that are feeling this now. September's coming, people are going back to school. The kids, um, moms and dads are wanting to take lessons. That's especially if their kids are in a place now where they're in more sports and you got a bit more time. You know, parents are home and they're doing their thing and they might just want a bit more time. So you're feeling that. Others are feeling that too. So how do you just get ahead of that curve a little bit by making sure that your promotion looks good? You've got a testimonial from some people, that sort of thing. Uh, you're willing to meet and have a, maybe a sample lesson online or something. That's the whole other thing too. That's a whole other day. We can talk about virtual uh, lessons, which were a big deal and that a lot of people still want to do that. And that might solve the solution of uh, having to travel in cold weather in November and that sort of thing in Edmonton, which we tend to get a bit of. So do you have any more questions that um, my friend Chris could uh, answer for you? I have a lot of questions. Um, well, let's do one more before one we wrap up. Okay. What about how to get started in terms of like a specific methodology for, te- methodology for teaching? Hmm. Because I learned a lot about different styles of technique, but then I haven't been in that world for a few years. So is there a best way to figure out what style of books to use, what style to teach, and where to get started in terms of giving them solid technical information? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, it de- it really depends on the demographic that you're teaching, too. Like, um, you'd almost want to come up with uh, I know I teach a course at McEwen where we I, I get them to to put together like their teaching studio and they have to come up with teaching plans, you know, from beginner, intermediate to like advanced. And each one of those is going to have kind of different core um, results and and techniques. And within that, you know, you're going to be dealing with, like if you're dealing with beginners, now you're dealing with, you know, a, a kid that's seven years old that's got attention deficit and is all over the map. And then you've got a kid that's seven years old that is hyper-focused. And, needs more. you know, you, yeah. um, you kind of have to also be, I think a good teacher is able to adjust and it's not, you know, have those plans so you can lock those in. But within that, being able to adjust and um, basically cater to the vibe of the student that you're teaching. But for sure, starting off with, okay, let's let's build a beginner program for trombone. What elements within that do you need? And because you've gone through it, you you know, a number of years ago, you're going to have to to rethink a lot of that. But it's going to be good for you to, to dive back in that and find out what was important for you. And then, you know, you carve out, you know, a number of ideas on how that would look. Then you move on to intermediate and do the same thing. Um, so that at least you have a foundation. And then when you're teaching, and I still do this, like every year that I finish teaching, I'll, uh, I'll go back through, what I've taught and the approaches that I've taken and I evaluate it and I'm like, that didn't work. It doesn't mean that it's not going to work with another, another group of individuals, but for some reason, um, the vibe of the students that year 
the way that I was approaching it didn't work. And I might even be able, I might even have to adjust within the, uh, the semester. So being open to that, but there's no way I could do it without that foundation where I'm like, okay, these are the core, um, elements that I want to address within this course from beginner to the intermediate to the advanced. And then within that, maybe there's sub subgroups like, okay, well, if the student, the beginner student is a little more advanced or catching up really quickly or grasping the concepts, now I can swing a little bit over here to keep them motivated. So, but that foundation um, is, is huge and it'll make a big difference. It'll kind of take the stress of overthinking it in the lesson if you've got that to follow, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And Heidi, I think I'm sure there's a number of resources online talking about the methodology of teaching and how to develop um, that, that type of system that works for you, that is authentic to you and reaches the needs of your, of your students. And that's going to grow over time. I think we run the risk of trying to make sure we, we want to make sure this is it. I've got it. You know, I'm out of the gate. This is what I'm going to do forever. No, like you said, Chris, like no, in a, it's, in a it year evolves. you're teaching, it evolves it, all the time. It, it has to evolve, you know, yeah. and that's the, the best teachers are always looking for that, the evolution of it. And yeah, it's going to be frustrating because it's, you have to rethink how you learned a concept because you yeah. might've learned it a certain way and it makes complete sense. And then this student's looking at you like, that doesn't make any sense. And then you have to rethink about how to explain it. And yeah, it's it's work. But at the end of the day, you know, seeing that student all of a sudden get it because you've, you know, readjusted how you were approaching teaching it, uh, it's going to make a big difference. Well, Heidi, and, and when I taught Chris how to play Baba Black Sheep, it was a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. He was pretty emotional because he wasn't getting it. He was just like, he was not getting it. And I just finally said, Chris, think of it like Twinkle Twinkle. And he's like, why? I said, it's the same song. And he burst, well, he burst into tears. I mean, it was pretty emotional. But when it was Twinkle Twinkle for you, it made sense, right? Then it you did could, make you sense. And I was also, you pulled me out. I was in the corner with my thumb in my mouth, rocking back and forth. It's See, it's, yeah, it's the same notes. Twinkle Twinkle. And you know what? Have Here's you, another one. What a wonderful world! Absolutely, or a yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you hear that? Yeah. Oh yeah, a, no, for sure. And I think to myself, "What a wonderful yeah. sheep or star!" Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, Chris and I get a little silly sometimes, but Heidi, thank you for uh, jumping in. And last minute, we basically just called you and said, I think it's just it was just relevant because it's the fall. People are getting into this and you're right there feeling it. And I know there's thousands of our listeners, uh, tens of thousands of our listeners are going to benefit from this uh, someday. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a blessing to be on. We don't have 10,000 uh, listeners, Heidi. We have less than 10. Less than 10. <laughs> But we're not going to, okay, I'm tearing up again. Okay. You know what? It's, yeah, we're, we're going to get, we're, our goal is 15 listeners this year and we're, uh, we're confident. We've got a marketing company. Uh, yeah. So we're confident. Yeah. 
and and again, like with the conversation, if you start small, if you start with what you want, then the more people hear about it, the more they're helped by it, the more they'll tell friends, and then the more that that community will grow. So the, stu- totally the that student has become the teacher. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> Boom. Boom. It's the Heidi show. Thanks, yes. Heidi. <laughs> I learned something. <laughs> all right, Heidi. Thanks for uh, yes. thanks for great to meet you. Wish you all the best. Yeah, thank you. Likewise. Enjoy okay. the rest of your day. Keep us you posted on, uh, on how it goes. Uh, I know you'll, you'll, you'll be successful. Thank you. Will do. I'll keep you posted on my homework. How it goes. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, let me know. Bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Take care. You are a wealth of knowledge, sir. Not only that, but the, yeah, the, that was pretty cool with the uh, wonderful world piece. It's and trippy, it, eh? It's, yeah, it is it's trippy. The, the, yeah. I don't know if it was meant, but someone pointed that out to me years ago, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Same thing. You know, just taking that melt, those same notes and then just changing the harmonic rhythm of it, and now all of a sudden, you know, it's one of the greatest songs or most recognizable songs. So let's do this. I'm going to throw you under the bus. No. Can, we, can, can you do it for me? Can I just... Can you? It's the keyboards right here. So here's what I'm going to ask you, and you can reject um, or accept the challenge. Okay. Like Mr. T, I reject the challenge because Balboa is no challenge, but I'd be more than prepared to beat up on him some more. If you're from 1983, you'll know what that means. If not, then just... A bit of fool. A bit of fool. Yeah. What's your prediction for the fight? Pain. Pain. So, okay, start start just playing Baba Black Sheep and then morph into a beautiful rendition of What a Wonderful World. And would you do that for us? The listeners are asking. I see them texting in right now. There's hundreds of them texting at this point. Yes, go Chris, go is what they're saying. Uh, let's get those microphones hooked up here. We're just going to bring you up on some piano and let you... Is that on? And I think you're... Uh, and you can talk through it if you want because i got a microphone here for you. Is toothpaste on here? <laughs> it's no. What is I, this? Toothpaste? I, I draw on there for uh, people to, anyway, that's, it's, I think it's, it's supposed toothpaste. to be. So what I'm going to get you to do now is, yeah, you said running out of keys. So I'm going to take this microphone and stick it in the piano. Can you go over there and kind of do part two of that leading into, um, take us into a jazz fantasy of what a wonderful world and end with Baba Black Sheep. So take it outside as far as you want and then come back to Baba. I'm just going to move the mic. Oh. Thank you. 
too dark. That's too dark. <laughs> it's not too dark. There you go. It's Bob a black sheep. Yeah. He's a black sheep. I mean, it's not dark enough. There you go. Okay, Chris, you, I don't know. You just have this ability to jump on stuff um, that I, I throw at you. So I appreciate you doing that. Uh, if you were a kid and listening to that, I hope you're not too messed up by what happened because that wouldn't have been traditionally uh, how would you have played it. But um, cool. So my mind, is, my mind is blown now a little bit with... Uh, dark sheep. <laughs> well, about dark sheep. Strung out been. sheep. <laughs> Have you any, yeah, stop. So uh, that was uh, that was interesting today. I mean, I think we've got some things set up nicely for for the fall. Uh, we brought some stuff forward that I think, how did you see Heidi's conversation? There's some value in that for people moving ahead with Well, 100%. And- I think a lot of the students um, have those exact questions. And also... I know a lot of them struggle with the fact of, you know, they've gone through schooling from kindergarten through university, a degree. Um, and now with with people feeding them information to work on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, now they're graduated and they're like, oh my God, there's no one telling me what to do. Yeah. Especially in that the arts. Impetus and this isn't is, there. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like, yeah, unless you get a gig, you know, with a symphony or, you know, you... We don't have built-in practicums like they do in the medical community, obviously. No, no, no. So now you yeah. have to create that 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 model. Like, how are you going to develop your career? So those are all questions that I think that are, that are amazing and, you know, should be discussed. And they're not out, like, she's not alone. No. And that's the other thing is for... for students or um, freshly graduated students like Heidi to realize that they're not alone and to tap into, you know, um, people that are in the same situation and find out how they're approaching it. Yeah. Glean. Because it will be different as you pointed out, like they, Instagram is huge. I'm not, you know, I'm so bad at that, but the youth, it's almost like this instinctual, they know how to handle that. So, how do you use that? Um, just tapping, tapping into as many resources as you can. That's it's brilliant um, to be able to do that, and, and it's all there. But that really, yeah, I think that what you said, th- that part struck me is that we don't have that. We're left alone now. We go out. When I left school, I just started teaching lessons. First thing, and I was driving around the city, twelve dollars an hour for for lessons or whatever it was in those days. But that's how you start. And all of a sudden someone says, oh, my friend's having a wedding. Can you play the wedding? Oh, that's great. So, and a tip, if you are starting in that industry and you need to increase your business, get testimonials all the time. I just finally got my Google review page up. But get a testimonial. Every time you you teach a lesson, just say, can you just write something for me? That way you can put it on Instagram and it starts to give you some credibility. This person said that. Especially weddings, you can get two or three um, great comments from weddings and uh, just start building that slowly. Yeah, it's sure. There's a lot of angst sometimes around asking people, hey, what did you think? Because maybe they didn't like it or it could have been better. But if you felt like you had a good experience with um, with that, you know, that dog that's barking right now, that really dog was at a wedding. That dog was at a wedding I played at this weekend, and just senses how stalking you. Yeah, now. he's been just here. Obsessed. He Ubered over here, which is weird. Yeah. The dogs do that. Uh, my dog was crazy about you today. She hadn't seen you for 
a month and a half. I know. She lost her mind. And now look at her. She's just it's exhausted. She's tapped right out. We got to do a little video just to put on Instagram, show us that people that we have this show and how my dog loves it. Yeah. Um, so do you have any, any parting thoughts? Cause I have one more question. I'm going to get you to show us something, one more thing. Uh, but do you have any parting thoughts today? We're entering September, going back to school, family life changes, school life changes. What's, what's the thought for musicians, people that are starting to study, or maybe they just want to improve. Is there any. Enjoy the ideas? energy of the fall. Like it's a, yeah, good. Okay. It really is a, I don't know. I always, I love Maybe because it really does feel like a start of a new, almost more than New Year's to me. Yeah. It feels like the start of something sure. new. So enjoy that energy and use it to your, your benefit and enjoy. I keep thinking when you talk about fall, like uh, songs come to mind, like I'm maybe writing a song about the fall. Like it would go something like, those autumn autumn trees i don't know so you've got some lyrics in mind and maybe a melody it's autumn like trees that. look by autumn leaves autumn maybe? leaves well what would you play like okay what would that sound like if you played that well maybe that that you know yeah for uh, those autumn something day. that goes with autumn leaves okay oh yeah yeah no no keep going Do you have any heart? What kind of harmony would you like do around something like that? Well, we didn't think we we're going to end this way, but I love it when Chris plays and uh, I can just kind of wrap up. But Chris, it was great to have you back today and love hearing about your uh, trials on your three-week uh, adventure with your computer and got all resolved. Um, so a little bit of technology we talked about today and then also getting uh, Heidi on the phone here just to understand what are the challenges that we face as musicians when we branch out and decide to start a business. And you don't even have to be a musician to glean um, what we're talking about today, but take some of the information that Heidi uh, was talking about, we were talking about today, diversifying, ask for those uh, testimonials, get involved in different areas of your community, and bring value to wherever you are. Uh, and then finally, you know, just love what you do and know that what you do uh, as a musician or an artist, or again, regardless of what industry you're in, you're making a difference in the world. And uh, we just encourage you to keep doing that. And we are thankful that you listen to the podcast, Keys to Life. Uh, as autumn approaches, Chris is playing Autumn Leaves on my grand piano. And I love hearing this. And I hope you love hearing our show if you have ideas for the show, uh, let us know. As we said, Wayne Lee is a hypnotist. He's going to be on sometime in the fall, as well as some uh, other artists that um, will hopefully give you some great information that you can take away and put into your life, daily life, your work life, your relational life, and have that bless others. And we hope that you enjoy today. Be kind to yourself, love what you do, and know that you make a difference in this world. And we need you, and we need your gifts. Thanks for listening, everybody.